The Black and Gold Banneret Podcast is brought to you by the Unger Real Estate Group, powered by EXP Realty, proudly serving Orange, Seminole, and Lake Counties. Call 407-790-9957 or visit WeSellOrlando.net. Welcome to the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast Summer Sessions. Jeff Sharon with you here. For a double dip this week here on the Black and Gold Banneret podcast, we had Morgan Ferrara earlier this week, and now uh, the first interview. This is a big day for us. It's the first interview with UCF's new head softball coach, Cindy Ball Malone. Uh, she goes by Coach Bear, interestingly enough, which we found out in this interview. But um, we're so thankful to uh, her for spending some time with us here, uh, and uh, we wanted to introduce the UCF family to the new softball coach. Coach Ball Malone is the second head coach in UCF softball history. Obviously, she takes over for Renee Lewis Gillespie, who was here for 18 years. Uh, coach Ball Malone comes over from Boise State, where uh, she was also the second head coach in their program's history. Took them from a 12-win season in her first year to a program record 40 wins and a Mountain West Conference championship in her uh, final season at Boise State. She pulled that turnaround off in just four years. She's also a highly decorated player uh, in her own right. She graduated in 2002 from the University of the Pacific, one of the best pitchers uh, of her time in uh, college softball, not to mention, obviously, at Pacific, which has a great softball tradition in its own right. And she comes to UCF uh, looking to continue the winning tradition here. Uh, And so we had her on the show uh, just actually on Thursday morning uh, to uh, talk about her background as a player and as a coach, what brought her to uh, UCF, and we had some fun stuff with our speed round that we've had with some of our coaches from the past where we learned some of uh, some interesting things about the coaches that I think you guys will really enjoy. So uh, let's get right to it. Here's our interview with head coach Cindy Balmalone of UCF Softball. Coach Bear, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thank you. It's our, it's Thank the, you for having me. Oh, we're happy to have you on board. Uh, welcome to UCF. Welcome to, to Orlando. Have you, have you fully moved into Central Florida yet, or you still kind of have uh, some things to, to tie up on, on uh, some loose ends to tie up? Um, I have some loose ends to tie up for <laughs> sure. So I uh, fully move in in August. This process must be weird. I don't think that fans really appreciate like the fact that like Division One coaches – all over the place, like like that, you have to upend your lives so quickly and move across the country. You're coming down here from Boise, Idaho. Like, what, what's the what 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 are some of the things that like you wish fans knew about the the process of like p- coming to a new job and 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 in a totally new city and getting acclimated to it? Yeah, well, I'll put it this way: my husband's in Boise, Idaho just put our house on the market. Mm -hmm. My kids are in California with, with grandma and grandpa and I'm in Florida. So, Oh boy. (laughs) Oh my God. We're all over the place right now. But, um, I, you know, I think that it's, it's all part of the job, you know, and it's, that's our job is to be able to adapt and adjust. So I think, you know, that the biggest thing is just learning the lay of the land and, um, for me, it's learning about hurricanes, you know, and storm season. So 
I, in Boise summer, you don't get the rain so much. And so now that we get rain every day here, I'm a little confused, but <laughs> it's, it's uh, interesting and fun to look at in here. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, I was going to say like, what's, what's the, what's the worst? I mean, I guess snow, right? That's the worst sort of natural obstacle you have to contend with on a regular basis in, in, in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. I mean, we have a little bit of rain, but, um, last, last season we had probably three to four feet of snow that we shoveled off of our field. So, <laughs> um, and that was, that was made for a really good team bonding event. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's probably the worst that I could say. I mean, living in California earthquakes. So we're so happy to have you here in Orlando. Um, congratulations on being UCF's now second softball head coach coming down here to Orlando and the uh, let's start with talking a little bit more about your background. You went to the University of the Pacific and graduated in 2002. Um, you are the most decorated pitcher in the history of the University of the Pacific. And at the time you played, um, you were one of the best pitchers in the country. Um, played professionally in Italy, um, which is awesome in its own right. You were in National Pro Fast Pitch in 2004, um, All-Star for the Canada Cup in 2008. Um, all that stuff is, you know, kind of stuff that comes off your bio, but tell us, you give us the cliff notes of your career up to the point where you decided to go into coaching. Yeah, so um, I'll tell you that I loved softball when I was younger. I was just kind of that that funny athlete that played all these positions or played all these positions. Yeah, catcher, pitcher, all of that, and then um, played basketball, volleyball, and, and never really knew what my thing was. Got to college, and Coach Colsey, and who's at still at Pacific, and Coach Tar, who's at Washington. Um, I mean, they helped me find myself in college. And so I went to college thinking I was going to be a doctor, did all of my undergrad work, did my internship, and absolutely hated it. <laughs> so <laughs> I came to coach my senior year, and I said, I don't know what I want to do now. And he said, well, why don't you stay on staff? And because we actually didn't have a pitching coach when I played there. So Coach Colsey would – manage the bullpens but as far as um you know developing and all those things it was really self-run and i think it was it it's what taught me to be a coach um or how how to coach myself even and so he said why don't you stay on and get your master's and you can be our pitching coach and so i thought like i i was never thinking about being a coach okay we'll test it out got my master's in education, got my credential thinking I was going to go into teaching and fell in love with coaching. So I've, I've uh, dabbled in teaching a little bit as far as I was a professor at some community colleges when I was um, a head coach at those schools, taught at a high school for a little bit. And I just keep coming back to the coaching aspect. And I think coaching is teaching. So um, really fell in love with it. And it's, I, I don't want to say it's the next best thing. I think Playing and accomplishing things in in your you know as your as an athlete and in your own is amazing. It's even better when you're able to be a part of a student athlete when they accomplish something that they've been working for. Yeah. So I can't say that coaching is the next best thing. I think it's just 
in its own. It's it's truly amazing. It's it, it, it was not all great players become great coaches for one reason or another, and that's like across all sports. But you've managed to do that. What's the hardest part about transitioning from player to coach like that? Well, I'll have to say that I wasn't always one of those elite players. Um, and so I, I learned how to work hard and bust my butt to get to the point of being a, a player and being able to compete at that level. So I learned that in, in the coaching realm. I think that that's why I was able to see the game at a different level. Um, and that's why I think some of the best players don't think and they just play. Whereas for me, I had to think and learn that game and that process. And so that's why I think it's really helped me in the coaching realm. Um, and I'm a learner and an educator. So that's, that's definitely helped me as well. But transition, it's so funny how it goes. Cause I remember being in my first year of coaching at Pacific and I'm, I'm coaching some of my old teammates mm-hmm. and that was just a, you know, a weird dynamic in itself. But, um, I didn't, I saw it from a player's perspective. And so the coaches really used that as a good, like good way to kind of tie in all of what we were doing and still asking me, okay, what are the players thinking? How are they going through that? And now I'm so far from far removed from being a player that um, it, it's just, it's interesting how that whole dynamic works. Probably went around your question a little bit, but. It's <laughs> no, all right. Well, I was going to ask you next about, um, you know, you've been a coach at uh, the University of Washington, worked on their pitching staff. Um, you were at, uh, at Cal State Northridge uh, prior to coming to Boise State. Um, you're from the West Coast. What did the, being a member of the softball community on the West Coast do to prepare you for coming east to Florida? Well, I, um, I mean, my first two calls were to... Tim Walton and Lonnie Almeida that they I mean they they both came from like the same neck of the woods that I'm from and um, I said okay how'd you do it how you know and they gave me some awesome words of wisdom and uh, said that I'll be okay and you know good people you surround yourself with good people and those are kind of like the same things doesn't matter where you are right so you look for the same type of players in the west coast as you would in the east coast and um, I think just our softball community, although it seems large, is very tight-knit and um, small. And so I think that that's going to help me along the way with introducing people. And I've already met so many um, amazing people just in, gosh, how long have I been employed now? Maybe two weeks, three weeks, <laughs> not even. <laughs> so um, I, I definitely know that I'm going to have some some bumps that I'm going to hit in the road, you know, as far as I had, I had to ask, what do you do during a hurricane, you know, or um, meeting some of the high school coaches and things like that is, but that's fun. That that's, I think that that's what keeps me growing in my game and in my coaching career. Cause you know, the worst thing that you can do is just get comfortable. Yeah. Um, so I think it's fun to take what I've learned and be able to meet new people and learn new things. Let's talk about your time in uh, Boise State. The first two years were rough, 26 and 80 combined record, but then the program, you turned the program around, 33 wins in 2017, and then last year you guys uh, win the conference once again. Um, 
40 wins, which was a Boise State uh, school record. And just the turnaround that you executed there was just really remarkable. What's the key to turning around a program from, uh, from where Boise was to where you left it before you came to UCF? Sure. Um, well, the people, the people in the program, the support, um, you have to have talent obviously to go far, um, in the game, but I would say the people, the support, the buy-in culture and leadership are big things that that's what we focused on. Um, it's crazy that I was able to go through my career in coaching and playing and get as far as I did those were my first two years of ever having a below 500 season. Um, so to experience that is very humbling. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, you question yourself too. And it just, it got us to think outside the box and really focus on who we were as people. And it's one of the greatest accomplishments to see some of those people go from last to first is, it's just such a fun thing to experience. And I mean, it's, I, I can't even put it into words. Um, but yeah, it's it, definitely the people culture buy-in and you only go as far as your leaders. And there were some very outstanding leaders, a part of that program in those last couple of years. What does, uh, what does a Cindy ball coached team do better than any other team in the nation? I would say this past year it was offense, um, just to kind of the boring answer, um, because we were the number one team in the nation. Um, the fun answer is our dugout, the energy. Um, you know, we talk about it in, in order to thrive, I guess, with me, you got to be very curious and you got to want more. And that means sometimes weird is okay as long as you're appealing, you know, and so we do that. If you looked at our dugout and the things that we did, um, we definitely connected in that way, and um, we were feisty. What I'm hearing is it's a lot about chemistry, isn't it? I mean, that is so important, and it's, and what part of, like, chemistry is something that can be coached, and what part of it is something, is, is just sort of organic? Well, I think the coaching part is just getting the right people. Like, you need all different kinds. Mm -hmm. And um, to have the same type of person and the same type of athlete doesn't allow for that chemistry. And so you need all parts and somebody that's able to approach the, you know, the elephant in the room and not be afraid of having those tough conversations. Yeah. Um, because we want to empower and embrace the difference. We don't want to make everyone, you know, we want all these different arrows shapes, sizes, whatever, but they're all going to be pointing in the right direction. And the, and the right direction is the same direction. That's, that's really what we focused on. All right. So let's take you to this summer. What happened? Uh, at, well, tell, tell us what happened when you got the call from Danny White saying, I want you to be, I, I want you to be our head coach. Wow. I mean, it was definitely an honor to, it's, um, it's always fun to be wanted and liked and um definitely an honor and i mean i can go into that in more detail but that's absolutely why you know the first part of why i'm here um i buy into what danny white is all about what he's done here in his time um brandy stewart again i mean it does it doesn't hurt that she was a softball player and we played against each other 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah and so um, I just, to, I, I am somebody that can like vis- visualize the <clears throat> the future. And, you know, when, when I met with them and spoke with them is something that, wow, I, I really see myself fitting in here. Um, so an honor. And then also, holy cow, my, what the heck am I getting myself into? Because, you know, doing, doing this jump as a single, you know, person is much easier than now I'm married with kids and I'm moving my, you know, kids across the country. And so that part was a little scary, but I mean, we tell our student athletes, they've got to take um, healthy risks. And I think that in this case, the only risk is moving across the country. I think it's a no brainer. Um, UCF has um, a great brand and I mean, the people in it so far that I've met, like I fit in. So it's, it's uh, fun and exciting for me. You kind of alluded to it, uh, what, what my next question would be, but I guess I'll kind of frame it a different way. When you arrived at UCF for the first time, um, what was your impression of the place? Uh, wow, this is big. <laughs> <laughs> um, modern and new which was exciting. I mean, I, I come from University of the Pacific, which is more like an Ivy League, older, 1892, 1850 look, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was something new and refreshing. Um, and I loved the facilities. I loved how there was um, just in seeing, in seeing the, um, like just the baseball field and the softball field, because that's obviously what's important to me. Um, there wasn't a huge difference in the, you know, football and basketball. Like everyone had great facilities mm-hmm. and that was something that was important to me because we do have a very strong football program. And I also believe that we have other programs here that are very strong as well and they're taken care of. And that was something that was really important to me. We saw the video of when um, Danny introduced you to the players Um and it was uh, it was such a it was such a warm event was kind of my impression of it and you know the players were excited to meet you and th- and I think half of them were holding up like their iPhones with FaceTime with some of the players who you know were out of town and they because they were excited to meet you too except they couldn't be there in person. Um, t- tell me about you know it, you've already met you know several of the players in addition to that meeting at this point like. What uh, what are your impressions of the team right now, and some of the things that you like, and some of the things that you can that you feel can be improved upon? Yeah, well, I mean, being able to take this program over, I mean, it's it's in a very good spot. You know, it's always been a, a successful program, and um, that's exciting to me because it's a new challenge of where I was at before. Um, they had never won a Mountain West Conference. They had never been in. Um, regionals and so to be able to come to a program now with some postseason tradition um, is exciting and so I think the things that I really like is these girls want something you know they haven't been in regionals in the last couple of years and so they're hungry and I, I think the biggest thing that helps me in that situation is what I experienced this past year um, and you know being fresh off of it and that to me from just talking with some of the girls, they're excited about that. They like to hear about that. Um, And now I think that the biggest challenge is 
just getting to know everyone. I mean, in this game of softball and then the recruiting, new rules have come, come and have been applied. But, I mean, we've been recruiting kids, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade, and knowing them for five years before they get to our program. And so, for me, not having that past relationship with any of the players, that's going to be the biggest thing to um, kind of dive into and, and get to know um, so I would say that that's the thing that that I'm not concerned. It's just something that that's my number one priority is in order to be able to do what we want to do and accomplish things without wasting time, we got to be able to trust each other. And so we got to get to know each other pretty quickly here. Those are the big things that I would say, but it's in a good spot. The girls are great. They're all different. They're definitely personality. They've got some personality and um, if you manage that well, it, those are all great things. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more after this. The Black and Gold Banneret Podcast is brought to you by the Unger Real Estate Group, powered by EXP Realty. Sam Unger and his team proudly serve Orange, Seminole, and Lake Counties, specializing in buying, selling, and new construction. Sam is a proud UCF graduate, class of 2006, and he's such a dedicated Knight fan that right now, If you work with him as your realtor, he will donate a portion of his commission to the UCF Football Excellence Fund in your name. So if you're ready to buy a new home or sell your current home, upgrade or downsize, Sam and his team have you covered so you can find the right home at the right price in the right location. So give him a call right now at 407-790-9957. Again, that's 407-790-9957. Or visit on the web at WeSellOrlando.net. Again, that's WeSellOrlando.net. You can also reach them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WeSellOrlando. Get in touch with the Unger Real Estate Group today and make finding your dream home a reality. Hello, Night Nation. I'm Andrew Fegley. And I'm Trey Strelko. Um, uh, um, where are we? This isn't our usual spot. It looks like we've landed in the Black and Gold Banneret podcast. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard of those guys. You know, Nightline has UCF sports covered. Week in and week out, we bring you interviews with newsmakers and in-depth analysis of UCF sports. Subscribe to our weekly podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to Nightline on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at UCF underscore Nightline. Trace, can we go back to the 1148 studios now and start working on our next all-new Nightline? How do we get out of here? Go Knights! Charge on. Now back to you guys in the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Welcome back to the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast Summer Sessions. Let's get back to our interview with UCF softball head coach Cindy Balmalone. All right, it's time for the uh, the the really fun part of our interview. Now, I've done this with all the um, with all the coaches, especially the new coaches that have come around that we've had our first interviews with. We call it the speed round, but um, you know, basically, it's like it's kind of like word association almost. But um, I've got a couple of these questions. Uh, not a couple. I've got a, a list of questions. You don't have to elaborate too much on them, but I think this will be fun. Uh, just kind of some off the field, kind of with a few semi on the field questions, but. Um, but these will be fun. All right. You ready? Oh, okay. I'm going to take my <laughs> breath for my routine here. That's okay. There okay, are no, there are no wrong answers here. There's <laughs> all right. Here we go. Uh, athlete you loved the most growing up. Softball got to be Sarah Pickering. Um, 
I would say, uh, and then in the other sports, I would say Chipper Jones. Ah, okay. Chipper Jones, not not Greg, Mad- uh, Greg Maddox. Okay, I was going to say Chipper Jones yeah. uh, is uh, grew up not far from here, up in Deland. Uh, he didn't go to Stetson, but um, he's from right up the road, right up by four. Athlete you sports hated the most growing up. <laughs> I don't. I can't think of somebody I like. If I hated them, it's probably because they were really good. So I like studied them. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. The uh, uh, favorite coach when you were growing up. Mike Kondra. Favorite meal. Anything with chips and salsa. Um, after a long day of work, you come home, you open up the fridge, and you pour yourself a nice glass of what? Cherry Coke. Okay. Favorite musical artist or band? Um, it's, a, it's a kind of a split between Missy Elliott and Beyonce. Favorite actor or actress? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Wow. I know. You love action movies then? I do. I do. Die Hard and all the... Favorite, uh, so Die Hard's your favorite movie? Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite movie. It's one of them. I, I mean, I, I like Armageddon, and Bruce Willis is in that, too. So uh, any Bruce Willis movie. Hudson Hawk, that's an old one. TV channel that's on all the time in your office. Uh, ESPN. Okay. TV channel that's on all the time at home. Because I have kids, Paw Patrol. <laughs> so it's like you Disney, too, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Disney, Dick Junior, all those fun ones. Oh boy, you too, huh? Boy, because I, I, I have a four-year-old and an eight-month-old, and and I, you know, I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I, now, I don't know how much you've traveled around the area, but of all the places that you've been to so far, what's your favorite place to be in Orlando that isn't uh, your house or the office? So I haven't traveled very much so far um, in my time of being here. Um, prior to this year, I've gone to the outlet stores. <laughs> I've gone to um, I've been to Disney World. Um, I'm going to say I love the fact that they have Lululemon Outlet store here. I know that that's pretty materialistic, but that's the only thing that I've been really been to. They that's have Lazy awesome. Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay, you you would probably know this, but we have to ask you: Disneyland or Disney World? Disney World. Okay. Uh, yep that's the, that's the one correct answer that you had to get right around here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> best player you've ever coached against? Monica Abbott. Okay. Best coach you've ever coached against? Heather Tarr, Patty Gasso. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Best team you've ever seen in any sport? I'm going to say I've... I'm going to say the 2004 Olympic softball team. God, they were great, weren't they? Weren't they? I mean, that was it was that that was the one sport. Now, I'm such an Olympic freak. I mean, I will watch anything. I will watch team handball all day. And I was for Athens 2004, I was glued to the TV for softball in 2004. That was a fun team to watch. Um, it, yeah. even, even were, were they do, do you think that they were uh, cuz I think of them and I think of 96 in Atlanta. Um, which team do you think was better, 96 or 04? 
Oh gosh, that's so hard. <laughs> um, I just think oh four because they, that's when we started to get into more technology in the game. Yeah. So then we had more stuff, but I mean, you look at some of those players back in the day, they were doing the same thing without all of that help. So right. that's a tough one. Most famous person you've ever had a one-on-one conversation with? Well, my catcher in high school and high school friend and still friend is Jessica Mendoza. Oh, wow. So, yes. Um, but then I would have to say... Um, I've had a one-on-one conversation with Stone Cold Steve Austin and <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart. You, I, you know, I can't wait until Eric meets you because he's such a tremendous wrestling fan, and Kelly knows this. <laughs> like, you guys are going to get along great. It's going to be fun. Um, all right, if it wasn't for softball, what would you be doing with your professional life? Well, I thought I was going to be a doctor. I'd probably be like a kickboxing instructor. If it wasn't for softball, you would have played which other sport? Volleyball or golf. Okay. Where do you plan on buying your retirement home? Um, that's got to be two. So it's got to be Arizona and Lake Tahoe. Oh, boy. Now you're speaking my language. Lake Tahoe? Oh, you bet. Um, all right. You're on a deserted island. What movie is playing on repeat on the only television you have? I'm going to cheat and say it's got to be the Jurassic Park series with Jurassic World. <laughs> so you did like Jurassic World. I, it's 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 kind of yeah. like it's kind of like one of those fence movies, right? It's like you know you, right. people either really like it or really you really like it. Okay. Uh, favorite professional team in any sport? Atlanta Braves, two thousand two thousand one. Okay. I'm very specific. Why that team? Uh, pitching. They had Maddox. They had um, Smoltz. They had. Gosh, I'm totally drawing a blank Tommy, now. Was Tommy was Glavin there, or did he Chipper. leave here? He was still Glavin. There. Glavin was there. Yep. Chipper was there. Javier Lopez. Andrew Jones. Raphael for call. Like, come on, you can't get any better right. than that. Uh, let's see. Favorite sports moment that you did not personally participate in. This is a silly one, but when Derek Jeter um, cut off the ball when it oh, got yeah. thrown in and he's on the first baseline, that Again, was my favorite moment. Against the A's. Why. I'm a huge, listen, yep. I'm a huge Yankee fan. And okay. I, I'm still not 100% sure how that plays physically possible. Right. <laughs> so. Well, he, he said they practice it afterwards. And I was like, how do you practice that? Where right. Like, that's strange, but he was in the perfect position at the right time, and I played that. I mean, back in the day, you had to, like, videotape because there was no, no such thing as DVR. So I remember I was videotaping the game and just rewound it and watched it over and over again. Okay, if you were on the A's coaching staff, would you, how, how lo- for how long would you have screamed at Jeremy Giambi to why didn't you slide? Oh, I don't know. At that point, you're in that position and you're there. I don't know that you can. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure he was like, wait, why is the ball there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's a learning tool. Always when in doubt, slide. Yeah, exactly. If you could change one on-field rule in college softball right now, what would it be? The time limit rule in between pitches. 
Okay. If you could change one, oh, actually, let me go back to that. What would you change it to? I mean, we don't need to have like unlimited time, but I just, I hate that it has to be so quick, you know, in, in that time because the pitchers are everything with, with the start of the, a play in, a, in the game. And so, I don't know. I, I mean, I just think giving us a little bit more time to run through a normal routine. If so you, 30 seconds, that's yeah. probably too long, but I don't know. What is it now? I forget what it is. Well, you get 10 seconds to get on, and then it's like, so it's 5, 10, and 5, something yeah. like that. If you could change <laughs> one off-field rule, what would it be? I don't really have one. I'm going to steal Kelly's and say that it's got to be upping the per diem for, for meals sometimes. <laughs> Good one. I stole her. Sorry, <laughs> I thought it was a funny one. That's all right. You're you're a team player. You give credit where credit's due. I, <laughs> I do. For credit. Best piece of advice that you've ever gotten from anyone? Um, you know, to win, you just got to score more runs than the other team. <laughs> but gave, I would say smile, smile. Who gave you that fun. advice? Um, smile and have fun is usually Coach Tar because. Yeah. She says that I, I'm, I worry. I'm a bear that has like those wrinkles in her forehead because I'm always thinking. Um, and then just got to score more runs than the other team is Caitlin Bainey. So she played at UCLA um, and I coached with her at uh, Northridge. So, okay, so, so is that where you got your nickname Coach Bear from? No, so bear is back in the day. When I was 12, everyone called me Teddy Bear because I was, you know, the biggest one on the team like I, I've been six feet tall for as long as I can remember so I and I always gave bear hugs um and then in high school I used to travel with our our travel ball coaches um Gary and Dean Fawcett with the choppers mm-hmm. and they had this big old suburban and after the games I'd go into the back row and I'd pass out right before we even got out of the parking lot <laughs> and that's because i worked so darn hard on the field so i left it all on the field for sure um and so they said that i hibernated like a bear and so they called me that from there on out and i thought okay i'm going to college i'm going to get rid of it well coach tar was connected with the choppers through her coach and you know coaching days and so then she brought it to pacific and it's been bear or bear baller ever since so she just, just never, never let you live it. Me. She never let you live it down. No, no. <laughs> when I went coached with her, it was coach bear. So it sticks. It makes me, I guess, unique and, and fun, especially in recruiting. So it's funny though. Some of the kids are like, I'm not going to call her that and thinking that they're going to be disrespectful. And I probably won't answer to anything else nowadays. Okay. So we're okay calling you coach bear then. Absolutely. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Best thing that a player ever told you? I had a freshman this year tell me that she said, it's always better to play with passion because that's permanent and emotions are temporary. That is good. Wow. A freshman? A freshman in the summer, Summer Bridge. Wow. That's awesome. She said that. And, um, yeah, special special individual. I'm going to write that one down. Passion passion is permanent. Emotions are temporary. That's really good. God, you could write a yeah. whole you could write a whole book on that. Holy smokes. 
Was she a philosophy major? <laughs> she wants to go into nursing. Wow. Believe it or not. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Last question. Here we go. The one book you think everyone should read. I've gone outside the box on this whole thing. And so I have two. I'm a cheater, I guess, in this whole game. But We'll take it. It's got to be Heads Up Baseball if you're a softball or baseball player. Heads Up Baseball by Ken Revisa. And then just in general, The Legacy Builder. Just quick read, especially for those that don't like to read. And it's got so much um, just great advice that you can use in anything. Cool. So Coach Ball Malone on Twitter, UCF underscore softball on Twitter as well for the team. Before we go here, what's the next thing that you're going to be doing here uh, as as the summer progresses? Well, I head back out to recruit in California um, mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. You got that camp and coming up too, camp. right? We have a camp coming up. And then when we come back here, we're going to get after it in the office and then get the team and team back and get going, you know, have some, I think we get a little student athlete barbecue. So, um, we've got some fun stuff lined up with that and then we'll get after it there and we'll have a camp here in August as well. It's just not posted yet. So we'll get that going as well. Cool. All right. Well, we'll be keeping an eye out for that one. Uh, coach Cindy ball Malone, but I will call you coach bear from now on. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Welcome to Orlando. Welcome to UCF. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Safe travels out west, and we'll see you when you get back. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks again to Coach Bear for her time this morning. Thanks also to Kelly Cartner from uh, UCF Athletics, Assistant Director of Communications for Softball. She's uh, um, helped us out tremendously, uh, not just in the past year, but getting this interview uh, so thanks again to Kelly for her help on this one. Uh, of course, uh, you'll be able to follow all of our news with UCF Softball here on Black and Gold Banneret, uh, blackandgoldbanneret.com. Follow us at UCF underscore banneret on Twitter uh, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash blackandgoldbanneret. You can follow me at Jeff underscore Sharon and follow Eric Lopez, who has uh, who has the, uh, the corner covered on uh, all of our softball coverage at Eric Lopez. Elo. So, for all of us here at Black and Gold Banneret, I'm Jeff Sharon saying thanks for listening.